Hello, I'm Steve Martin. This is the Earshot Creative Review. We're sponsored by Hobson's. Thanks for playing the audio file this time. The Earshot Creative Review with Steve Martin. Every month we play audio, normally with radio producers. This time it's a little bit special because we are at the Radio Days Europe conference in Copenhagen. And I'm surrounded by not three brilliant producers, but three industry leaders. So please welcome Clive Dickens, Chief Operating Officer of Absolute Radio. Hi, good evening, Stephen. Good to be here. International radio consultant Sam Zniba. Now, you started in production before moving into consultancy. Yes, hi, absolutely. And just tell me a little bit about where you're based now, because it's sickening. Yeah, I'm based in Miami now, after being based in Paris, uh, Newcastle, Manchester and Sydney. Okay, so if you're in production, that's what you need to aspire to, a home in Miami. And also, uh, Mark Barber's here from the British Radio Advertising Bureau. Mark? Hi, hi, Sue. And you're here in Copenhagen launching the Radio Gauge. Uh, yes, well, Radio Gauge we've run in the UK for three years. It's now able to be uh, used in other markets around the world. So uh, that's one of the reasons we're here to talk about it today. Excellent. Well, we'll hear some of the audio that you've brought along that I know you've been measuring using Radio Gauge a little bit later on. OK, thanks. The Creative Review. But Clive, let's start with you. Everyone in production loves Absolute Radio for its imaging. How important is that to you as a radio station leader? I mean, hugely important because ultimately if you take away the songs we release from somebody else, you know, the records, and, and, you, and you rely on the fact that our talent is contracted and their work is independent, you know, you're pretty much left when we get the news from Sky and we get the weather from the weather, you know, what are you left with? You're left with the imaging. It's what you actually own. It's the glue that holds it all together. And, and, uh, and, uh, and you know, we try and empower our producers to really remember that and, and to drive that creativity because, you know, without that, we are just, you know, we're not radio. We're just a stream of music or stream of content. And so imaging is is your brand and when you're briefing your producers to create the sound of absolute what, what's the top line of your brief to them stand out really stand out and, and you know do stand out in a crowded marketplace uh, so voice selection hugely important writing thinking about writing things rather than just making things and also thinking about the, the simplicity of the message that you're trying to get across so you can leave the audience with a clear sense of how you're navigating them through their listening experience through the clock hour well let's hear some examples of that what have you brought along so i've sort of brought along uh, three three um uh, bits to talk about today the first one is a um is a challenge i set uh, my production team uh, every day your money show is your number one asset you know there's no cliche to say that you know probably 80 percent of your value is coming before 10 o'clock in the morning but the challenge is that you know how do you re-promote and re-engage every day with your morning shows to without actually just ripping best of clips and saying this is what you missed this morning you know and back again tomorrow morning and uh, and it's really hard because we do this every day and producers really find it hard to get quite excited about from producing uh, morning shows so what we've done is that we've um, we've got a, 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 what we call our Faces for Radio campaign which is our marketing strategy so it broadens out our breakfast shows into the seven day week Saturday and Sunday breakfast shows are as important for us as Monday to Friday and uh, we've got three great personalities and we position waking up every day of the week with Absolute Radio and our faces for radio. Frank, Christian and Dave. Sounds like a folk band from Cornwall. Well, it's not. It's Frank Skinner, Christian O'Connell and Dave Garman. The three guys who present the breakfast shows on Absolute Radio. Here 
Have a listen to see what you think. Frank. There's a sound that you only ever do when you're a child. When you go... Question. You'd have more ladies on speed dial on your mobile than Tiger Woods. And Dave. When I'm feeling a bit low, I go to my spam folder. Because I find all the spam email I receive thinks I'm fabulous. Every morning when you wake up. Faces for radio. Voices for entertainment. Absolute radio. And just tell me, Clive, about the concept because that's an advertising concept where, where did that come from is that in-house or from an agency uh, yeah really it is but i think that's really the key to this is that you need to connect all your comms across on air online and you know in the street rather than just assuming that your imaging and your promotion is separate from from what your your um your community's experience online or, or in their lives so um we wanted to promote seven day we wanted to um clearly put um, and Frank Skinner, if people who don't know, is probably the most famous um, one of our broadcasters. He's only with us two hours a week. We wanted to create the halo effect of him over our other shows, and and uh, we use that uh, concept of uh, the, the create the visual creative is your morning face. You know, they may look terrible they may, in the morning, like we all do in the morning, but actually they can they've got a they've got a look terrible but they've actually got to entertain you as well you know, they, they, they look as bad as you in the morning but they've actually got to entertain and, uh, and then we worked on the creative with our agency and they actually wanted to do all sorts of really clever lines or they thought were clever lines and I said you know what this is a piece of listener language you know, people say faces for radio people say you've got a face for radio even when they're not talking about radio and I said we're just going to nick it we'll just nick traces radio we trademarked it we own the URL now and you know face for radio it was, it was and then people say to me and they see the ad I was actually in a car with some kids and they didn't know it worked in radio and they saw the advert and went oh look that's funny faces radio and it's because it actually resonates with a, a piece of listener language that people use in everyday life even when they're not talking about radio and that's why it, it cuts through and therefore became a common strategy rather than just an imaging strategy I sense you're quite hands on yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, hands on. So, you know, I know my team will be listening to this. And uh, my lead production director has moved to Los Angeles and while still working for the To company. get away from this. So, he, <laughs> so, so, he, so I'm not quite so hands on, Vince, am I, when you're in L.A.? And he, he convinced me that time shifting and working in a different time zone would make him more efficient. So he's now working from home in, Lo- in Santa Monica, you know, but, you know, like Sam moved to Miami. He's but actually, <laughs> you know, the interesting point, though, the location isn't, I don't think, important for imaging. You know, whether it's Tomo from Sydney producing for Kiss in the 90s actually you know, Dan Birchmore I worked at Capital was in Sydney when we were at Capital actually there is a key benefit to time zones and if you're listening to this now and you're up and coming producer you know if you become a great audio creative producer this, this is a work at home lifestyle you can be on the beach with Sam not necessarily in the quality of Sam's apartment as the multi-millionaire he is but I do mean that you can work from home you want to have that interaction Vince comes back to the, to the building often to visit but actually you don't need to be in some hugely spec studio now your Mac or your PC is as good as these these great big audio desks that we put in years ago. So, great thing about audio is a, it is a work at home thing. Yeah, it's funny that um, Clive is talking about Jeff Thomas in Sydney because what we're going to hear uh, later in your uh, podcast is uh, uh, a demo made uh, by Jeff Thomas in Sydney for Kiss uh, Los Angeles. And when you're working with radio stations around the world, Sam, uh, how important is it for you to actually go there, meet the people, and sniff the local culture? Um, it's the first thing I do. I, I start with, uh, by that. And, uh, for example, I have a, 
um, a radio station in Rio right now and I just spent 15 days with them uh, to uh, design the music styles, the music formats, uh, the questionnaire and uh, I did that uh, with the program director but also with the production uh, team uh, because I am I'm a producer, I started as a producer and um, the producers are the one who who has the uh, prototypes in mind and uh, they have the ideas of where the station is going to be and they are the ones uh, who are touched by emotion about their station and the future of the station. But Clive, although you say it doesn't matter where you're, you're based, presumably you want to keep your imaging and production people in-house. You're not thinking of outsourcing it all. No, no, not everybody can work from home. But I do, I do think that great people and great audio images, actually, to a certain extent, can, not, can actually start to say, this is what I want to do. You know, and, and Jeff was one of the first who did that. He said, no, I, I'm Australian, I want to live in Sydney, I want to work in LA, you know, and, and ultimately, you know, Kiss said, fine, we just want your imaging. And you reach, and Vince Lynch, who's our creative director, same thing, he wants to work with me, he wants to work in LA, but I wanted to continue working with him. He married a girl from LA, and, and that was really the lifestyle. So not, it's, I'm, it's not about everyone can do that but I do think it's a skill that, that you know when you get on top of your game and great audio producers it's not something that's just you know there's a plenty of mature people doing it young people do it it's just about having a great set of ears and you know and understanding sound design and it is a great really strong career I, I did start with my with my editing block and you know I had my own editing block and my splice tape and I consider myself to be a relatively hot producer in the 80s of that but you know people like Anthony James um, who went on to work with Steve Wright you know much better at that than me but so yeah I do have my roots in, in, in sound design and production too in the words of Desert Island Discs, next. record number two, please. So next thing is um, a short um, one, because this is uh, uh, the piece of imaging that generates the most audience interaction. Absolute 80s, conservative government, recession, the circle of life. Absolute 80s, the UK's only 80s radio station. Tell me about the response you get. So, you know... Um, Basically, the reason that gets the most response is because in the UK we have, you know, we have recession and we have another conservative-left government, and, and and as we did in the 80s and the um, or the early 80s anyway. So, and just every time we play it, we just get tweets, emails, and reaction with just people thinking it's funny. And and uh, and the point there is that um, you know a relevancy um, is really important, topicality, and and also short. I mean, these are it's you know. 10, 12 seconds, and just because it's short doesn't mean you can't write. That was uh, you know, one of my great producers. I'm actually not even sure in the team who wrote that. If you're listening, Lee, if it was you, well done. I think it might have been Brian. Um, and if it was Joe, sorry. The, um, but that's, that's the whole point. It was a team effort. Absolutely doing really well. And you know, it's, you know, the imaging there, I just liked the whole, the fact that they could make 80s nostalgia seem very relevant to today's British political climate. And there's a lot of attitude, even in that short 15 seconds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's standout. This is back to that's a standout. I mean, you know, the, um, one of the things that we have, we have this thing called a voice matrix where because we have so many channels and we have a, a developing brand footprint, we have to keep tabs with the different voices. We, we have core, core voices, but because we do have five channels, and we actually need 80s to sound a little bit different than 90s and noughties to sound a little classic rock. So it's really difficult to keep all of that going at, inside our budget without actually hugely confusing. And that's because we are a network and a brand network rather than a single service. And the consistency is the tone of voice and the brand benefit and you know, knowing that it's, a, that it's an absolute radio uh, 
a piece of imaging. And I got a lot of that coming, having worked with Jack um, for the last uh, four or five years, which is the ultimate in terms of attitude and standout. You know, we clearly, uh, our team really benefited from the Jack experience when putting Absolute together. And finally, the final one, and then I'll shut up, is the, uh, is how to, you know, really the brief here was how to uh, introduce the notion of premium football com- commentary and content onto a predominantly music radio station. Oh, football. Why do you bother? Your best player wants to leave the club. Your worst one is happy to stay. And the rest of them, they don't care, which is the most depressing of all. When you're 4-0 down on a Saturday afternoon, and so are the heads of all your players, why should you bother? Because it's your team. And like it or not, you love them. Great ball! Rock and roll football with Sky Sports returns next Saturday from 1.30. Aston Villa versus West Brom. We bother because you bother. Absolute Radio. It's hugely disruptive, in a sense, to existing listeners to introduce a large new a segment of the output like football. How, how did you use the production and the imaging to manage that transition so that it, so it didn't drive audiences away? Well, we use distribution partly because the great benefits of our network is that you can choose content that is music away from football. So we distribute uh, commentary on AM and DAB and online. And if you want music, you can get music on FM and online as well. So if you did do, and so the choice of rock and roll football is rock and roll football live kick-by-kick commentary or rock and roll football music and goals um, and then all those are basically you know just no football at all and that's the benefit of being a network so disruptive in a way that makes us stand out but not in a way that um, drives people off our brand as long as they stay within the network but the key thing about that was about the the, the symbiosis of, of music and football you know so our marketing is about the goal changing into a stage the fact that music is integral and every team walks onto the pitch to a signature tune you know, whether you're at the Emirates or whether you're at Villa you know they've all got a song you know the rock you know football stars like rock stars and and you know music and football collide is is the proposition there and you know the, as the football culture starts to collide with music culture it's it is about rock and roll football and the great thing about the brand was is that this is one of the pillar brands that we took in our journey from virgin radio to absolute radio it was chris evans who coined the phrase rock and roll football and it was amazing we were like you know we got the rights we had a strategy and we were like what should we call it what should we call it it spent weeks going what should we call it and it was like we, it was the rock and roll football was in a corner of the room was the person going the name's staring you in the face and it's like oh, what should we call it and I remember coming to work going I know what we should call it let's call it what we called it for the last 10 years rock and roll football and it was like you know so sometimes the most obvious branding um uh channels and products are staring you right in the face you know faces for radio rock and roll football and yet again i'm pleased to say that you know we own the trademark of that and the url and and these are then becomes ways of which we can amplify those brands into other products in the future and we've now got rock and roll football apps that do really well and we've got rock and roll football games and and, and anyone who was able to to um, to see my session this morning you know the radio business model has changed so much that we can't no longer rely on putting a few great songs together having a great morning show playing some ads and going home we've now got all world of much faster to actually make any money because of the changing economy and you know and that's rock and roll football is a real example of that for us thanks clive mark i just want to bring you in on this because your radio gauge has been showing uh, today that familiar concepts are actually worth their weight in gold yeah absolutely i was going to pick up on a couple of points clive made uh, and that consistency of communications was one that shone through very clearly to me i think clive also makes the point about uh 
sometimes doing stuff in short being creative in short form uh, content is a challenge but you can get it right and I think that's a challenge that faces pretty much all advertising because it tends to be restricted to 30 seconds uh, and finally uh, maybe an opposite perspective uh, from uh, Clive's challenge which is bringing new perspectives on the everyday I think with advertising it's trying to build deeper relationships on an occasional basis um, and what we found in Radio Gauge very much was that consistency was crucial in terms of effectiveness uh, and that's consistency in terms of the construct of an ad the voices that are used the music that is used uh, and that could be linking to TV so stuff that's already on TV and when you hear the audio your head instantly creates the pictures uh, and one of the examples that, uh, that I'd like to play is the Coco Pops ad which does just that Mum? Yes? You know how Coco Pops turn the milk chocolatey? Yes What happens? Well, you see... Um, but there are these little milkmen in the bowl. Right. And they they all start dancing and spinning round and round, see, singing, I got the power! And, and they mix up the Cocoa Pops and milk, and then these... Cocoa Pops and milk. You've got to wonder, what goes on in that bowl? The, the little milkmen spin around and put their umbrellas together and... and uh, Mum? Uh, yes? Can I have some Cocoa Pops? There's a lot of visual cues in there for anyone who's seen the TV ad. And the Sonic logo at the end, which must have been composed by Ronnie Bond back in the 70s. Well, I think so, yeah. It's a very old one. And it's changed over the years, but it's still very, very recognisable. And that sort of Sonic brand device can be an incredibly powerful way of ensuring that people are aware of exactly who's speaking to them. But you don't always need to have TV to get effective advertising and that sort of consistent effect good radio execution standalone radio links the executions together and a, a great example of that i think is autoglass which has used the same construct for pretty much the last five years including gavin who uh, who apparently has uh, has twenty thousand likes on facebook uh, so i found out today um and actually won a competition for the best best voice talent i think on radio clyde um so uh, if we can queue up the autoglass one autoglass repair autoglass replace gavin 30 technician for autoglass when you get your chip windscreen repaired by autoglass it's quick and hassle-free we can come to you to do the job and if you fully come it's usually free and it won't affect your no claims bonus make just one call direct to autoglass and we'll take care of everything on 0800 234 or visit autoglass.co.uk Autoglass repair, autoglass replace And I'm expecting on Radio Gauge that you had separate metrics for repair and replace uh, Yeah, that's uh, something they do look at <laughs> and, and it scores very well We've measured autoglass several times and the thing about that a creative approach is it builds more effect over time and I think Clive mentioned uh, the listeners speaking the listeners' language and I think that's exactly what that ad does It's very much a conversational piece that just evolves slowly and slightly over time but people are very familiar with it and very happy to hear it all the time a lot of what you're saying has strong resonance in imaging sam i just wanted to know uh, when you're working in imaging and you know all the imaging producers i know are really keen to work on new material but what we're hearing here is that consistency and longevity of imaging uh, assets and properties is really important yeah absolutely and uh, what i've learned by um, living in the uk for three years is uh, before living in the uk i i, I was uh, focused on sensation in in imaging and production and i've learned something in the uk is putting emotion in it and uh, and um, and i think the, the the in the uk you're the best at uh, creativity and um, and marketing 
so yeah yeah it's emotion too but on that point of consistency how do you judge burn you know i uh, i used to trust my uh, my my producers or the producers of the station i work for uh and um and uh, I, I, I make sure that they are uh, happy with, uh, with the, 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 their creativity. So uh, most of the time what I do is I make sure that the product is right and the ingredients of the product is right and I, I um, give the toys to my producers. That's what I like to do. And Clive, how do you reconcile consistency with a desire for the new? I think one of the um, key things is we have a lot of new, um, a lot of new products, so that ticks the box of new, and and that means I can manage their expectation there. Um, and from a consistency perspective, we're such a new brand that it's an easier challenge. It's an easier conversation to to our producers to say, look, you know, we're, we are new. We need to continue to simplify our messages and communicate clear benefit and and when you're talking about the overall strategy i think it's it's about bringing your producers in with the overall strategy rather than leaving them isolated in a studio in front of a big flat screen and sending the emails saying when is it ready yet and so if you bring them back into the discussion and they understand the strategy and you know how many of your producers a question for anyone listening how many of your imaging producers have actually got desks on the floor where the people schedule the music you know have you basically not given them a desk because they've got a desk in their imaging studio and you know these are things that really think about and getting them out of the dark uh, out of the building and in amongst their colleagues means that they they um, can understand feel a bit less like sausage makers and they feel a little less like well we just need to keep doing new stuff because they, they basically you know they get they get uh, you know so focused on on staring at the cold face and I know many producers who like to do their work in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean the the antisocial hours. Um, uh, and, uh, people, you know, get their creative spurts. Um, you know, so yeah, absolutely. You need to you need to give people great tools. You need to encourage them to be creative. Um, and you know, sometimes there's all sorts of strange lifestyles that might come with that creativity. How could radio producers who are making promos and imaging use Radio Gauge to help them improve the creativity of their work? Um, well, I think they're, you know, it is about, about advertising. So it, it feels as though there might be a big gap between what Radio Gage measures and how it can help producers. I think there are probably some themes coming out, though, which we've, and I think touching on consistency as one uh, and linking communications as much as possible, thinking about voice, gender, tone of voice, those sort of things that are relevant to advertising are always going to be relevant to station brands as well because they are, they are both brands speaking to their consumers. Um, actually, if I can add another point about research, I think research tends to get a bit, of a bit of a hard time when it comes to creativity. People see it as a constraint. Any research constrains creativity. And I was uh, just thinking about the, the stuff that came out of the radio gauge analysis that we've been doing recently, and those themes of consistency, music, uh, voices consistent, uh, sonic brand triggers. Uh, and it reminded me of probably one of the uh, ad industry's most famous campaigns, uh, that was always fated uh, and well regarded for its creativity uh, and that is the Hamlet campaign so uh, I think we can just play this one Sweetheart, cab's here Darling, do you think these trousers make my bum look fat? No, no, they look alright Alright, just alright, so you think my bum's fat? No, no, you said that, I didn't You think it looks fat? No, love, you look gorgeous, okay? Now come on, the cab's waiting You don't think they look too tight? That's... Well, no, look Okay, maybe you should wear something different underneath, you know what? Well, I mean, you know, your underwear, it's all sort of folded and, and creased up. 
I'm not wearing any. Happiness is a cigar called Hamlet, the mild cigar. Uh, to me, you know, that, that was a campaign that all creatives wanted to work on, and it's one that was always talked about. And I think it demonstrates that if you've got a solid framework to build on, you can still come up with some great ideas, and actually maybe it gives you a licence to be even more creative and push the boundaries even further than you might have done. It's a great gag as well, isn't it? it yeah, yeah, but uh, I think that construct allowed for lots of great gags. Uh, and in lots of different ways. I'm keen for a reaction from the man from the land of diplomacy and romance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's exactly the kind of thing I like. It uh, makes uh, you smile and uh, you want to hear it again. And as a result of the work you've been doing with Radio Gage, there's some really impressive metrics as to the amount that a campaign can be improved in effectiveness. Just give us those, those headline figures. Uh, well, basically, we found that, uh, that the top-performing ads in terms of their creative score were 13 percentage points more effective than the bottom group of, uh, of ads. So that, that could mean you know, the difference between getting a 10% increase in ad awareness or a 23% increase in ad awareness, depending on what your base levels were. So that's a huge difference, and that's purely about taking the creative process more seriously, thinking about it, investing time and money into it, uh, and taking radio as seriously as you would any other medium. And you're trying to establish Radio Gauge as an industry standard? Yes, absolutely. I think... Uh, I think it's become accepted as an industry standard in the UK because we've measured 400 campaigns over three years. Uh, it's now launched in South Africa um, and we're marketing it to other uh, markets around the world. I think the benefit of that is that it, it is uh, a measurement system that's designed purely to measure radio uh, effectiveness and creativity within that. And I think the more we can get that out into different markets, it will elevate a the robustness or perceived robustness of the research but perhaps more importantly it will allow those big pan-european or pan-regional uh, advertisers to start to compare metrics from different markets about radio effectiveness and that should help get uh, the medium rise up in their consideration the earshot creative review with hobson's uh, it's the Earshot Creative Review. I'm Steve Martin. I'm with Mark Barber from the RAB, Clive Dickens from Absolute Radio, and Sam Znieber, who's an international radio consultant and former imaging guy. You brought some audio too. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very old um, demo from uh, Jeff Thomas in Sydney for KISS FM in Los Angeles. Uh, and every time I get a little bit tired or bored, I just put that on a big surround system. Or every time I meet a producer who uh, is uh, feel like in a sausage factory, I make him listen to that. There is nothing really, really uh, funny in, in it. Uh, it's just that it's um, very cinematic, and uh, you know you get the feeling you get when you see a big um, trailers uh, in a big. Uh, movie theater and that's what I like with radio is when you have that that feeling where, and you're like wow and you get excited in the beginning God created man man created music music created kiss five four Five fifty-five. Yes. 
demo so many ideas packed in there mm-hmm. yeah i love it i uh it's i, I think i got this from jeff uh, in 2003 or four when i was in sydney and since there i'm i'm hooked i'm i don't do that everywhere i go but i love when i have a station where i can do something like that and uh i love when uh, i think clive did one day a, a big um, demo that was 45 minutes for the launch of a radio station it was in loop for three months and i remember the audience of that loop was giant yeah i mean i think it's a, a category that tam um, sam's touched on which is you know that sort of teasing launch and you know, it was so exciting to be involved in a launch and uh, you know in, and you can hear a lot of people always oh, there's a lot of examples of radio stations that maybe actually sounded better in launch mode than they were <laughs> in execution because it's a bit like writing your first album you spend your uh, i'm not a musician but musicians will tell me you spend your life writing your first album and then your second album you have to write when you're on tour in your first and and so your your, your first imaging or your or test transmissions, your loop, you'd spend, you know, if you're building a brand, you spend your, the radio life building that, and then, of course, you've got to, you've got to make sausages, hopefully with some great herbs in them, but, but you've got to actually turn it out. So I think, you know, that's, that's Jeff Thomas at his best. He's a master. I mean, and, uh, you know, if you're listening, Jeff, I hope you're still doing it. And, Sam, what space is there in today's CHR formats for that 
big emotional content? Well, it depends of the of what the research says. Depends of the target, and uh, there is a lot of uh, room for that. Uh, and also, it depends of the script because you can still have that uh, big cinematic, uh, powerful production, and you can have some very creative and, and funny uh, script. Uh, you don't need just to do that cinematic, powerful thing with a very basic uh, script. We can mix both of them, and that's what I I'm, I'm, I'm doing right now with a few stations around the world. Some of the American colleagues I've spoken to here in Copenhagen today say that because of PPM, because of the meter data, they're under great pressure just to get back to the music faster and faster, and there's no space for creative production. Yeah, and they are completely wrong, and uh, I'm listening to a lot of radio stations, especially in the Miami market and New York market, and uh, there is something the Americans started to do in the 90s. They started to include the production into the intros of the song, and that was really powerful. And after that, they got lazy, And they started to do like um, uh, automatic systems with jingles between the songs and, and stuff like that. But right now, because of the PPM, uh, the more we're going to put um, production into the, the intro of the songs and, and keeping the flow, the more we will uh, we'll be uh, in, in phase with, with PPM. And, uh, and, and that's part of what I do too. I love to, uh, to create the flow and to uh, create a product. Uh, not just like some songs and some jingles between the songs. In fact, I hate having I hate having things between the songs because it adds to the flow. Yeah, yeah because the music doesn't stop, and uh, and I do everything I can to uh, cut the, the music as uh, as less as possible during the hours and uh, and keeping the flow uh, maximum. Even if you have something uh, really important to say, I I've, I've been the first one in France to include the sponsorship and promotion in the intros uh, and station promos into the intros to keep the flow and, uh, and to reduce the amount of uh, ad breaks and, uh, and that's what I like to do And Clive, I know you're a fan of CHR format radio as well and our final piece of audio illustrates that Yeah, I think um, you know, you, um, I think it's really useful to, to spend a lot of time listening to the great work that's happening around the world, and uh, it's you know putting together something that I admire that isn't on Amsterdam Radio is, it was very easy. I mean, there's such amazing imaging going on, um, but I picked something pretty close to home this time, and um, it's Kiss 100 in London. <clears throat> They've run a brilliant promotion recently which I know is um, you know, driving their business really well and is going to win all lots of awards next year. It's, a, it's an old idea with a new treatment. It's called The Chosen One, which is a great name, and it's uh, effectively an audition to, of a, a sort of idle X-Factor type audition to bring a new voice to Kiss, a new DJ, a new host, new personality. But because they did it in a, in a social media world, they did it... Um, Uh, with with a great title and a great story and the chosen one was uh, such a brilliant name than any of the names that any of us have ever come up with before so, uh, so credit to Andy Robertson and the marketing team there at Kiss for that and um, and they did this amazing bit of audio to introduce it to the audience You're passionate You're original But are you the Kiss chosen one? It's Ricky Melvin and Charlie I'm Jess Weller This is DJ This space is reserved for you The next Kiss presenter For the first time ever we're holding live open to find a new KISS presenter. Hello. It's not about mixing skills or being a club DJ. This is about being you. Are you the KISS chosen one? Auditions start at Westfield this Saturday. Check out TotalKISS.com for all the details you need. The KISS chosen one, sponsored by BlackBerry. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, thanks very much to Mark Barber from the RAB. Mark, just let us know where we can find out more about Radio Gage. Uh, if you go to uh, radiogauge.com, there's a Radio Gauge website with all the uh, details and the presentation we made today. Sam Znieber, thank you for joining us. Where can we find out more about you and your services and your work? Thank you on uh, radiointelligence.com. Thank you. And Clive Dickens, we know all about Absolute Radio. Uh, best place to, to um, hear my ramblings is on Twitter, at C Dickens. Well, thanks to all of you for being with us on the Earshot Creative Review. This time, we're sponsored by Hobson's, and next time we'll be in Glasgow with Ken Lindsay. He's the presentation producer at BBC Radio Scotland. I only lasted four years in that job. He's been doing it since the last century, and we'll meet Ken in April's edition of the Earshot Creative Review. See you then. links and details of how you can be part of the Earshot Creative Review, find us at earshotcreative.com.